0: hello friends and neighbors welcome to the monster Eight the pilot podcast a podcast that's hosted by me brandon it's thursday it's time where brandon talks about the stuff with the balls man and <laughs> talk about sports get your mind out of the gutter get your mind out of the gutter it's sports time where brandon talks about the sports that he likes it's mostly football stuff and not american football but Soccer stuff, and we're talking real football, man—the real footy. Um, I've got the absolute shit show of the Liverpool-Tottenham game. The rant's not going to be as epic as I promised on Sun or Monday. Um, still probably going to get into it a little bit, but I was able to talk it out a little on the LFC Transfer Room show, which I was on last night. Uh, t- or I'm sorry, I was on Tuesday night. With Stars, Stripes, and Anfield Knights. It's a good American show. That's right. They know the Americans are far more powerful. So they gave us their own show. It was a good chat. Uh, I was able to talk out some of my feelings. I didn't curse that much. I was proud of myself. Um, we'll get into that. We'll go into crew stuff. We're um, going to a Preston um, free fall that's kind of happened in the past couple of games, uh, the last three games. And we'll talk about portsmouth with the last second victory so it's gonna be a fun show but you know what to do if you haven't done so already if you've like what you've heard you spread the good word anywhere podcasts are available you can find monster eight the pilot you can even watch brandon on video on spotify where he can change the lighting at will and he might just do that because content am i right am i right um Right? Yeah. Every whatever days. Mondays and Thursdays. You can find MonsterAte the pilot. I forgot how long it takes for me to change the lights. And now I'm realizing the show's coming to a complete standstill. This is not a great episode. Started off so far. Just connect for me, damn it. I'm trying to be cool here. This is, uh... This is the show, Ultimately. This is what Monster Eat the Pilot is. That's right. Twinkle, twinkle, baby. If you're watching another video, you're seeing some wild-ass shit happening in Brandon's music room. And it's wild, buddy. That's dating. That's a dating light. That's right. Me and you are on a date. I think I've done that joke before, but I don't give a fuck. Let's jump into the show. Let's talk about Portsmouth first. That's right. Portsmouth FC. With the win, um, I'm trying to remember, against Wycombe, Wanderers. They scored in the 98th minute to win it. And it was not a deserved goal. <laughs> I didn't get. I don't ever get to watch Portsmouth, uh, so I had to see the highlights. Um, ball gets put in on a corner in the 98th minute, and Portsmouth guy goes up for it. Goalkeeper goes over it. Goalkeeper gets two hands on it, and then just gets battered by the Portsmouth player. Ball goes into the net. No foul called. Portsmouth wins the game. It's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. Considering what happened with the Liverpool-Tottenham stuff, which I'm saving for last. Um, it's beautiful when ref fuck-ups go in your way. It's a beautiful thing. But I was, like, shocked. Maybe, like, a different angle will make it look different. But the angle I got to see, I'm like, that's foul all day long. That's a 100% a foul. But no, they didn't call it. Gotta take it, I guess, you know. I don't want to win, like, nefariously. But, hey, we'll take it, buddy. We'll take it. Um, where does that leave Portsmouth? Who was the scorer, too? Oh, come on. Just give me that damn thing. Why would you show me the FA Cup? The FA Cup's not even, like, relevant yet. Top of the table. 25 points. That's right. Still ahead of Oxford United by one point. Five points clear of Bolton Wonders, who are in third place. Um, Got good feelings. I think Portsmouth may be finally going back up to the championship. I've got a good feeling. I think Mucino is very good at coach for this level. I think he's going to take the Pompeys back up, and it's finally going to be Portsmouth back in the championship by the end of the season. Oxford's our biggest rival right now. Um, beating Whitecombe, who are in ninth place, not a bad, not a bad, uh, result whatsoever. I think it was at home too, so you got to see the Pompey fans go wild. Oh, come on! Yesterday, where is it? Why don't they just put the game I want to see first and not dead last? That's dumb. Connor O'Shaughnessy was the guy who... not O'Shaughnessy, I'm sorry. Connor Shaughnessy scored the winner in the 98th minute. Like I said, from the angle I saw, it was 100% a foul, but whatever. You know, good for the Pompey. They're on their way. Uh, I know Tramere won as well. They're kind of slowly getting themselves back into it. The issue is, this is a talented squad for a League 2 team, but um, they've kind of dug themselves a hole. I think they're already, like, you know, they're, like, 10 points back of, like... um, the top half of the table, even, is how bad they had been in the start out the season. Um, hopefully, Atkins wants to stay in the job for the season and then find his replacement. I would be very into that. He could definitely turn around the team. He's a good enough coach to really, for a League Two team, especially, to kind of really turn this team around. Um, hopefully, he wants to stick around. They're playing better, thankfully, but at the same time, they could have played much worse. So that's my Tranmere update. Messina's doing stuff, Hibernian's doing stuff. You know, I'm not super, super into it. It's really hard to, fo- shockingly, it's really hard to follow, uh, like, third-tier um, Italy teams. It's really hard. It's really hard to follow them. Can't pronounce a damn name because it's all says spaghetti to me. <laughs> Italian jokes. It's 1907 in this place. Um, hold on, let me get a drink. Now, that leaves me with Preston. Preston, who has, you know, had been on top of the table about two weeks ago, had went to the shits. Uh, they drew with, I think, Rotterdam. Went 1-1. Now, put us in second place. Um, at that point, you know, 13 goals scored. I think we had given up six goals. Yeah, we'd given up six goals. We had the best... Uh, we were right there with Leicester's, the best defensive team in League... Um, sorry, not League One, Championship. So, like, things were looking good. Ryan Lowe was looking good. Um, everything was looking great. Um... The last two games have been disasters. Uh, 4-0 to West Brom. A loss there. And today, going against Leicester, it was 0-0 in halftime. Ended up 3-0 to Leicester. by the end of that. So that, before now, you know, that's 7 goals in 2 games. Shipping 7 goals in 2 games. like, man, got to get a turnaround quick. You know, you don't want to waste what has been a really good start to the season. We're already a fourth of the way through the season. You don't want to waste that and just kind of completely drop off. Um, now we have rumors of Ryan Lowe, uh, Rangers might be interested in bringing him as their new manager. They just got rid of Michael Beal. Um, I would be very sad. I want Ryan Lowe to stay. I want to see him take Preston North end to the premier league where Liverpool will beat them for new at Anfield. Um, yeah, I want to see Preston come up, but like, uh, yeah, so that, I don't know if but Michael Bill just got fired, so it's not like that could have been weighing on like the Rotterdam game or the West Brom game. Michael Bill just got fired. Um, I wish Rangers and Celtic people like, yeah, you got great clubs. You do have great clubs. I'm not saying you have bad clubs whatsoever. Great clubs, but to act like uh, your teams are really good is um, just not the case. Not it's not the case. Like you guys aren't even European teams. Like proper I'm mean, like Champions League teams. You guys can't get past like knockout stages. Like not knockout stages, like to play in like rounds. You can't get past those. You can't get past like the Norwegian teams. You can't get past like Sweden teams. Like it's pretty far down there. Um I think it might be down to the fact. Obviously, you know, there's not as much money in the Scottish football system, but at the same time it's like it's because it's a two team system and it's all built around two teams. That's like probably another issue, is that no other team ever competes with them and it's always just kind of a It becomes a Farmers League. What, like, fucking Celtic won, like, nine straight years. And they almost, like, didn't they win, like, three straight trebles where they won, like, both uh, domestic cups and the title for the league, like, three straight years? Like, that's ridiculous. The treble treble, I think is what they called it. I don't know. You know what I mean? They always say, like, oh, we we would be a Premier League team if we went down to, you know, if they moved us to England. No, you wouldn't. I mean, you eventually, would be the infrastructure's there for them to be that those teams. But if you took the teams as they are right now, moving to Premier League, they'd be uh, they'd be below Luton. They probably won't have points yet. Sorry, I'm not sure why I'm on a Scottish football tangent, but this is the Monster Eat the Pilot show. Nobody's ever sure about anything, really. We're never sure about nothing, man. That's something for the Monday show. Jump into an existential crisis that Brandon had just put himself into on Monday. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's gonna be a great show on Monday. Anyways. Where are we at? The Preston stuff. Yeah, that leaves Preston. They're still third place. Um, so I mean it's not like it's been a complete free fall, but it's gotta gotta turn around quick. Championship games come thick and fat thick and fast. So you gotta get like back on the horse. Like, you know, have gotta put these negative results behind you and get going again. Um, where does that leave us, guys? I've talked to all the uh, uh talking up the league here. I think it's crew time. Then we'll talk about the Liverpool-Tottenham game. We'll talk a little bit about the Liverpool game tomorrow in the Europa League. And we'll talk about Brighton playing Liverpool this weekend. Let's do this. Yeah. Home game. Columbus Crew won. Philadelphia won. I didn't get to watch it. I was at my sister's wedding, so I did not see it. Um, I don't know. I mean, looking at the stats... Columbus should have won this game. I, What I heard, I guess, uh, Blake in goal for Philadelphia had another really great game. He's a really good goalkeeper, and he always seems to play well against us. So uh, not shocking there. Uh, we gave up the first goal, so that's that, that's a positive that, you know, we didn't drop points from a winning position. You know, you got to take your positives here. Philadelphia's a pretty solid team, good defensive team. They've got a brick wall in the goal. So, I mean, like, you know, sometimes it happens. It's disappointing to lose a game, especially such a key game. Especially with the result that happened tonight with New England. Like, once again, the crew just can't get out of their own way, man. Just can't get out of their own way. Uh, I know Kucho scored a penalty. There was, I know, an incident with, I think, Camacho, where it looked like it should have been a red card, but they got a shot off, and I think it hit the crossbar. And it's like, well, that's... You didn't deny a goal-scoring opportunity if that happens. So that's why it went to a yellow card for people who were flipping out. It was a red card. I just told you why. Um... Yeah, it's disappointing. And disappointing I didn't get to be there. Thanks, Amber. Thanks for that. Thank you so much for that, Amber. Making me go to your wedding and not to a crew game. Frustrating. Not even, not, even, not even that. Not even that. That's not even the point of that. That's not even the point. The point is, she didn't have TV set up at this reception for Brandon to watch the crew game. Or anybody to watch, like, you know, the Notre Dame game. Nah, she didn't care about nobody but herself. Good luck, Andy. Good luck in that life, buddy. <laughs> I am ruthless over nothing. Um, I still had a great time at the wedding. It was a good time. It was a good time, great time, wonderful time. Anyways, man, let's jump into this New England Revolution game, though. Yeah, there's not much to say. Like Since I didn't watch it, I can't really give much notes. Um, I know I saw some stupid fucking Reddit post about Rossi is hurting this team. No, he's not. This team is actually much better with Rossi. You look at the underlying stats, like the expected goals, like, like all the, all the areas we were kind of lacking offensively. He kind of fills those gaps. The end product's just not there. And also all the goals that were missing, like you know, Lucas was scoring. Kucho's now grabbing. So it's like Rossi does so much to compare. Rossi and Lucas is pointless. They are completely different players, completely different. Rossi operates on space. Lucas had to operate with the ball. Like, they're just completely different what they can do. Like, Lucas was a magic player, but he needed the ball to be effective. Rossi does not need the ball to be effective. He creates space for Cucho to operate in. He creates space for Matan to operate in. He, he's a smart runner. He, uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't want to go into it that much, but my God, dude. I saw like three or four about how, uh, you know, this team, like, it just doesn't make sense why they would trade Lucas. Rossi's not good enough. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, he is. Actually, the team's improved immensely with Rossi in attack over Lucas. It's just Lucas has those wow moments that Rossi does not produce. Rossi doesn't produce wow moments like that. I mean, he just doesn't. It's not his style. There are certain players that are guys who score goals goals around the box, you know, and never put in, like, a great one. Like, Holland doesn't score phenomenal goals. But, you know, he gets in around the box. He gets into his dangerous areas, and he puts them away. I'm not saying Rossi's anything like Holland. They're completely different as well. But then you have guys like, you know, Luis Suarez, who just scored, like, goals. You're like, how the fuck did he do that? And, you know, different players, you know. Would you, which one would you take? Personally, I'd take Suarez, but, you know, Holland in maybe a year or two's time, that answer probably changes. As long as he stays healthy, Jesus, that guy's freakish. Um, what are we talk about? Yeah, but this, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I'm not very impressed with the Columbus Crew Reddit page. How about that? And, like, there's some of them. I'm not saying all of them, but there's quite a few. I'm like, so you post without actually knowing what you're talking about that's cool that's what you should be doing that's that, that you know that's that's part for course over here internet stuff you know let's just go ahead and post stuff when we actually don't know what the hell we're talking about what is that dunning kruger where you just try to act like you're an expert when you actually don't know anything the more you kind of like what um how does that thing go i'm gonna be dunning kruger about dunning kruger <laughs> You think you're an expert on a subject you actually know nothing about? I think that's basically the gist of it. It's basically a flat earther trying to explain geometry, you know? (laughs) Flat earthers. You guys are fucking idiots, too. We'll go there some other time. I think I've already said my piece about those dum-dums. But no, let's talk about this New England game. Columbus Crew in New England. They went to New England. New England hasn't lost a... uh, away game all season no away losses for new england well guess what that change I'm about to say mother mother f- you know what's man but i caught myself brandon's trying to turn over a new leaf and not curse as much i know i've made that promise multiple times before but whatever we're here to grow and change man we're here to make each other better what the hell does that mean i don't know Anyways, that changed. Columbus 2, New England 1. I thought, uh, first half, this is a really good game overall. Lots of like good opportunities, good play. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Number 5 for New England. Um, that kid's good. I think he's 24, came from Argentina. He scored their goal. And then, man, he unleashed a ridiculous shot in the second half. They got the crossbar. Like, whew. Then later in the game, he tried to do it again, and he sent it off the road Z it was not a good play not a good play um, the announcers were horrible I, I do have to point that out it was the daisy cutter guy he's so bad he annoys the piss out of me when he announces games it's cause you can tell he's trying so hard to ha- do epic voice that everything is epic voice time and it's like no man just watch the game and react to it you know those moments come you don't create those moments. Those moments just happen. Like, God, dude, shut up. And the girl that was with him, like... I don't know, man. It has nothing to do with, obviously, like... Like, her... Like, it's not just her. I won't say it's her. I see this all the time when you watch games. Does anybody else notice this stuff? When you watch games and you watch a replay, and the announcers, like the play-by-player, the commentator, don't know what they're looking at. Like, there was a play in the first half here where, um... It was a corner for Columbus. Ball comes in, and um, what's his name? Oh, he has a name. Uh, Romney. Romney for uh, New England. Jumps, and I think he heads it away, and as he's coming back, he accidentally elbows his own, like, his own teammate in the face. Like It's a complete accident. It's nothing. The guy goes down, holds his face. They stop play for it. She keeps talking about Cucho, comes in first, and gets in. I'm like, what are you watching? It's nothing. It's a nothing play. It's just an incidental contact between two teammates coming together and the elbow. It's like, oh, then he gets followed through with the elbow from his teammate. It's like, he didn't get followed through. Like, nothing followed, like, preceded that. He went down because his teammate accidentally elbowed him in the face. Like, it's nothing more than that. You see that all the time where they just, they say random things. I'm like, what are you watching that I'm, like, what are you watching? Because you're watching the same replay I am. And they're just, like, making shit up. Like, it happens in every sport. But, like, man, I don't know. It just really bothered me. I'm like, what are you watching? I don't know. But we were up 1-0 at uh, half with a great bit of play. Um, New England had a good attack. Uh, Yeah, good attack. I think it's about the half-hour mark when we got our goal. Maybe a little bit earlier than that. Maybe the 20-minute mark. I think it was the 20-minute mark. Because I was thinking... Because New England was doing a really good job of... Like line breaking passes. So basically, we're set up obviously with our front three, and then our um obviously our kind of line of five. I'm sorry, yeah, our line of four across the midfield with our wing backs and our two central midfielders. They were constantly picking out passes, finding a um, striker from New England was dropping deep sitting in front of the defenders, but behind the midfield. And they were doing a really good job of picking that pass out very accurately. So, like, basically, they bypassed a whole, like, line of defense just to start, like, springing a little quick counterattack. They were doing that really well in the first 20 minutes. I'm like, man, this could be a long night if we can't shut down that pass. And then from there, we I think we pick out a pass. I think Yaw ja gets it. He passes it over to Aiden. Aiden puts a good ball into space for Matan to run onto. Matan was really good in the first half. Like, really freaking good in the first half. He was the man of the match of that first half without a doubt. He was really good. Uh, He was on the ball. He was strong. He was constantly making good runs, good passes, linking up with everybody. He had a great little back heel flick to Yaw that Yah couldn't quite get to because the pitch was garbage. Like, these garbage NFL pitches that they play on, like, like MLS matches are garbage. They need to go away permanently. They're trash. Uh, Ball never wants to stop. It never wants to stop. It just wants to roll on forever. Um, yeah, I couldn't quite get to it. It was a great little back heel flick from Matan. There was a lot of great passages of play from Columbus in this game. But Matan's running into space. Rossi does what Rossi does, and he finds the space. He locates the space, locates what the proper run is. Basically, he drives, fer- like, uh, Matan drives, uh, I can't remember, I think it's Luke Farrell, drives him off, like, Rossi is coming down the center, but then he kind of holds his run to set up on the penalty spot. Matan flicks it right back to Rossi. Rossi then has time to pick his exact spot, bottom corner. Boom! It's one 0 Crew, really well worked goal. Really well worked goal. Um, a few minutes after that, I'm trying to think. Um, Y'all was not great in this game. I've been a big, I've been on you know the Yaya Boa train with Columbus. That he's been very good for us. For the past few months, um, he's not getting... Him and Matan just don't get appreciation. Like, they always constantly... They're doing, like, the whole, like, you know... They keep doing, like, the three-headed monster thing or, you know, whatever. Like, the three Musketeers, whatever. The, the trio. And it's always Rossi, Cucho, and Ramirez. And I'm like, why is Matan not in, a, in front of Ramirez? Matan has been fantastic this season. Like, and especially in, in the last couple months when Ramirez has dropped off. Like, Matan has been Fantastic. My mouse sucks on this computer, so I have to look everything up on my phone. Let me think. That's another assist for him tonight. I'm not sure if it's updated. Oh, yeah, that's what I want. You to do absolutely nothing. Thank you. How hard was that? Oh, yeah, except all cookies. Wish somebody would give me a freaking cookie. He's got 11 assists this year. 11 assists. Might be twelve. But I'd have to double check. I I'm don't I'm know if that including tonight or not. So like, why is he not including that? I know Ramirez. He doesn't score a lot of goals. He only got the one, which was kind of a flukish one back in the very early days of the season. I think against Red Bulls. And then his other goal was in the League's Cup, which was a rocket. But yeah, he's been he's grown immensely this year. He's our most improved player by a mile. By a million miles. Chicago's beating the absolute trash out of Miami. That probably will eliminate Miami from the playoffs. Um... Let me look at stats. I just want to see how close Maton is to the top. No, league leaders. All-player stat leaders. Oh, come on. For the love of God. Game started. like. Who cares about that stuff? I think it is updated. Oh my god. Just give me assists. Just give me assists. Yacucho is a shooting machine. He has 143 shots this year and the next guy is 118. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to something about Cucho shooting later. Oh my God! Like I don't care about head goals and goal like all that stuff. Just give me damn assists. Tiago Mana has sixteen. Of course he does. Because Tiago Mana is really good. Um, whatever. Let's get back into this. Anyway, a few minutes after this, Yaa did not play well tonight, and but he his passing was off. He was getting kind of ran ragged. Like he was like uh, I know Carlos uh, Gil took him out to like you know took him to the cleaners at one point with a step over. Um, it wasn't pretty. And then, uh, but I don't know if this one's on him. I think this is on Aiden. So, like, basically, they got us pinned back a little bit. Ball comes out to Yah, and there's not really much Yah. Yah has one pass. It's to Aiden. And so he goes to pass to Aiden, and it's behind him. So it immediately springs a counterattack. Aiden, I think, is trying, like, overruns the pass because he, he's wanting to go up the sideline. The pass isn't there to go up the sideline. It's not there. Like, it's completely closed off. So I think this one's on Aiden more than it's on Yah. But, whatever. Anyway, from there, they got a quick counterattack. Goes over to Emma Botatang, who used to play for the crew for like all of like eight games. Um, and he rifles one that Schulte stops, like, just stops with his hand. It was a really good save. Like, if Matan's the most improved player, like, Schulte is right behind him. From where he was at the beginning of the season to where he is now, leaps and bounds. If he can figure out how to command his area and be much more consistent with that, he's got a European future. Maybe not tip-top but he's got a European future. Like he is really grown into this role. He a couple of distributions that he's uh, had in this game, even like, you know, he passes the ball. Well, his distribution is really good. Like I think he sometimes will linger on the ball a little bit too long. He's a little bit too confident in his feet sometimes. And like, you know, we've seen that disaster with the Cincinnati game. Hasn't really got caught other times that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, usually he's done a pretty good job, but like there's a couple of times where he's getting closed down. Like tonight, he got closed down a couple times and got the ball out on like, That ball should have been released like probably a second or two quicker, but whatever. But you know, whatever, you know. So we go into the halftime at one nil, man. And I'm like, you know what? This is this is good. We're playing well. Um, I know we're going to lose this game, so I mean, just got to take the pauses of the fact that we played really well in the first half, you know. It's cool. Second half starts, Uh, Rossi had a good chance. Um, I think uh, Romney, again, closed him down pretty well, like made it a really difficult chance to end up flashing wide. And then two minutes after the restart, they get their goal back. Because, of course, you know, the crew have no idea what momentum, how it works, and why other teams get it and we don't. Uh, Two minutes after the restart, after after a really good first half away from home, against a team that doesn't lose at home at all this season, you go up there and you give up a goal within like, you know, Nagby doesn't try, try to uh, track the runner well enough. Uh, Munson kind of slips. So I don't think he's getting to the ball. And uh, that number five, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He puts it away. Just puts it away. Really good, like, finish. Um, so, not much Schulte can do at all. Like, unless he's already diving. He already knows. Like, he's got a, like, precognitive cognitive, like, moment of, like, oh, shit. The ball's going to be over here. That's the only way he's saving it. Um, struck well. So, and then for the next, like, ten minutes, the crew were bad. Like, just... I I talked about the whole mentality, like just the lack of a tough mentality with this team, like in my Orlando City rant. I did another rant way back when, I think in the Charlotte game where we gave up two goals in like four minutes or something like that against a really bad team. Um, And some of the other times we've dropped points about how this team just doesn't have the mentality. And it looked like that. Nagby just gives the ball away on the halfway line. Nagby never gives the ball away. That's like, that's the one thing with Nagby. He shields the ball so well, but he just gives it away. And I think, is that, no, 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 no. I can't remember how it ended up, but, you know, it ends up not, obviously doesn't lead to anything, but I'm like, what the hell, man? This team's mentality is a joke. Like, oh, it led to a really good free kick opportunity. Gil gets tackled right outside the box by Nagby, so, and then he puts it right to the wall. Um, it was just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We finally kind of get our foothold back into the game. Takes a few more minutes. Uh, Matan comes off. Ramirez comes on. Um, Man, Ramirez has not been off for much of anything lately. Like, his linkup play's not been great. Like, he's not winning headers. He's he's just off it. He's been off it for, like, 8, 10 weeks now, it feels like. It's been a while since I feel like Ramirez has really put in a great shift. Maybe he did against Philadelphia, and I just missed it, you know, because I didn't get to watch it. But he seems a bit off. It. And there's a reason why Matan is starting every single game. Because one, Matan's on form. Um, Cucho had a good chance, went wide off a great Munson cross. Yeah, once Yacht came off, Munson moved in the left center back or left wing role, and he played great. I think Munson ends up being a man of the match for reasons that's about to happen. Uh, crew really start kind of taking hold of the game about the 75th minute. On. We were on top. We were starting to carve out chances. We were doing some really good play. Uh, I think we flashed a couple wide. I don't know Kucho went wide. Um, got a save. There was one point, once again, with the announcers not knowing what the hell they're talking about. Um, they kept talking about the attacking prowess of Mo Farsi and about how aggressively, like his offensive aggression, like and stuff like that. And I'm like, they don't watch our games. Mo, I really like Mo a lot but he's a, he's a really good defender. He's an excellent defender, even. But he doesn't add much, at least from that wingback role, offensively. He just doesn't. Like, I want to see if the numbers back it up for me. Why in the... Oh, my God. Why is it so impossible to do anything ever? I hate the damn... <sighs> Stats... He's got five assists this year. It's actually more than I thought he would have got, But no goals. Well, I think he's had three shots on target. He had one early in the game. Watsky had a great shot. He got to step into space and let one rip. They uh, uh, tipped over the bar. Farsi let a shot rip. And then there was this moment late in the game. Good bit of play. Kucho's cutting across. And like, Farsi's coming into the box. And he lays off the pass for Farsi to go towards goal. And Farsi, instead of just letting it, like letting a shot, Right, uh, yeah, letting the shot just fucking fly, trying to find the far corner or something like that. No, he tries to like just poke it back to Cucho. And it's like, and then Cucho's outside the box, so he just fires off and it gets deflected. And, you know, it gets blocked. It's like, why aren't you shooting this? Why aren't you shooting that shot? Like that ball is going into you to shoot, and you just tried to flick it back to Cucho, like so Cucho could shoot it. Like I don't, I don't know. It's like that ball was for you. That that opportunity was for you. Like, he's not hyper-aggressive offensively. I'm not sure why they were talking about that. It was dumb. It was dumb. But he did play well defensively, I thought. You know, him and Marrera sometimes get into the... They kind of try to do the same thing. Marrera's become super aggressive at center back. Like, I don't think he actually plays center back most of the game now. I think he's actually kind of playing midfield... Like, attacking midfield. Because I swear he's, like, up against their center backs most of the game now. <laughs> he's like, fuck this. I'm going forward. <laughs> uh, no, like, that, that was frustrating. I'm like, you gotta let that shot go. I got really frustrated with that one. I'm like, you have gotta shoot that. I was very frustrated with it. Um, We did win a corner late on. A Munson tried to whip a ball in. Got deflected. Went out for a corner. My guy. My guy. This is why Munson's the man of the match. Uh, but then... Rossi whips it in. I'm pretty sure Rossi, right? I know Gressel just came into the game. I don't think he delivered this corner, though. Well, shoot. I should know these things before like I do him. Right? Right? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Boom. Yeah. Rossi delivers one in, and... Ben Sweat, former Columbus player, doesn't do anything as Munson puts it away. Like, he just puts it away on a corner. We scored from a corner again, guys. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Columbus on corners. It's happening. It's happening, guys. Um, no, it comes in, and, like, it kind of gets, gets past. It goes over Ramirez. Uh, not Ramirez. It goes over Camacho. Um, and then it looks like Aiden leaves it. Like, he, like, backs away from it. Kind of takes Farrell a little bit out of the play. It's a good bit of play there from Aiden, who was also really good tonight, I thought. Um, and a Munson just somehow gets his left foot to it before Sweat can get to it. And a ball goes in, it hits like right where the post, like the crossbar and the corner, um, sorry, the crossbar and the post meet. It hits like right there and goes in. And, ooh, it was a nice little goal. Munson comes out. Actually, gonna take the shirt off. He doesn't do it. My guy, my guy. He scores it. It's 2-1. It's the 86th minute. I'm like, oh man, now's the time for a real crew game to start. Let's see how they lose this 3-2. They don't. They actually hold the ball well. Cucho, at one point, looks like he's trying to line up a shot from outside the box. And then he puts his hand up, like, no, we're not doing this. And he runs off to the side, plays it back, I think, to Gressel or Marrera. And we recycle possession. I'm like, Cucho just passed up a shot to hold the ball because it was the smarter thing to do. My boy. My boy is growing up. He's growing up before my eyes. Oh, my God. I was so happy. So happy. Uh Yeah, so we basically cycled out the game. And it was, you know, they had no opportunities, really. There was an opportunity was 1-1. That number seven for them, Gustavo Bao, I think his name is. I hate that guy. I hate him. Never done anything to me. I don't know anything about him. But he looks like every abusive stepfather in movies about that subject. That's what he looks like. I'm sorry. That's what He just looks like that guy. You know? He's probably the nicest guy in the world. But he just looks like that guy. He just looks like the guy who's like, oh, yeah... I'm going to be, he's like, looks like, you know, that kind of abusive cop, stepfather type. That's what he looks like. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying that's what he looks like. Uh, Kucho did have a goal for out offside. It was a really good finish. Um, it was very close. And once again, it was announcers not knowing what to look at. It's like, oh, it looks like his head's just, uh, it looks like, yeah, his head's in front. I'm like, look at the defender's left foot. The thing that's keeping it so close, because, like, if you're just looking at their shoulders and stuff, yeah, he's offside. But if you're looking down, like, the defender's left foot is the furthest thing in front of him. Like, he's in his stride. It's like, it's the defender's left foot that might make this onside. And they'd never bring attention to it because, you know, they have no idea what they're doing. They're stupid. Yeah. But the crew won. The crew won on the road against a good team. Uh, First time all season. Yeah, we could talk about how, you know, New England's kind of, you know, been kind of off it for a couple months. But, you know, since the Bruce Arena stuff, which I still haven't looked into. Uh, I know that's like the fourth time I've said that, but I don't like Bruce Arena. So I really don't care what got him fired. I'm just glad he's gone. I don't like him. I never liked him. I even thought he sucked when he was good with the United States national team. I thought he was garbage. So whatever. It's good stuff. Crew one. Moves them up to third place, I believe. Or maybe fourth. Third or fourth. It's key to get in the top four here, because then you, the best of three... <sighs> I hate the stupid best of three. Just make it the best of two or whatever. Make it the home and away. Why has it got to be stupid best of three? That Apparently... So, so, my thought was, for most of the season, which I would have been okay with-ish, I mean, it's still stupid, but I've been okay with it, is that it's best of three. If the first game's a tie, then the you know, obviously the away team, whoever wins... The second game wins it. That's how I understood it. I, that would make sense to me. Like if, you know, the home, t- you know, obviously, or... Yeah, yeah, that's how I understood it. was like, basically, if there's a tie in the first game, whoever wins the second game wins it. Because it's kind of a best of three. So therefore, you can't have more wins than us in that. But Whatever. No, so like, if the first game's a tie, then it goes to penalties. So like obviously, every game's a tie, they go to penalties. I'm like, why? Penalties are the worst way... The reason penalties are a part of the game is because you can't let these guys run around for, like, hours and hours and hours. They'll literally fucking die. Like, penalties are, like, just a necessary evil. And you have, like, the stupid, like, uh, the Saudi did a tournament last year where they did that, where every game, no matter the scoreline, went the penalties. And now, like, yeah, it, it's, like, it's ignorant. Ignorant people really like penalty shootouts. You know? They're not actually any good. They're kind of the worst way to decide games. But it's like, it's like a necessary evil because you can't have these players running around for like three or four hours. Like legit three or four hours. Like, you know, waiting for somebody to score sometimes. Like, you just can't do it. But I don't know. It's like the whole playoff system's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. It's It's so ignorant. It's the worst. Go down to three teams. Give Cincinnati, who have earned it. They have earned this opportunity to be the home team for the title game because they've been the best team in the MLS. They won a Supporter Shield. They get the championship game at home. Then you can have um, St. Louis, who's going to win the West. And then you can have whoever finishes second in the East because they're the second-best team you know, or the second-best record. So it would be, I think right now, Orlando City. They'd play St. Louis. And then the winner of that gets to play Cincinnati at Cincinnati for the title. That's all the playoffs should be, three fucking teams. Cincinnati earned that opportunity by winning the tournament that is the regular season. Don't give me 19, 18 freaking teams, you know, whenever most of these teams are garbage, where Inter-Miami won like four games, and all of a sudden they're like, oh my god, they're like, they're almost in the playoffs. They've been like historically bad all season, now they're almost in the playoffs. Because so many teams make the freaking playoffs. It's garbage. It's garbage. And also, like, if you make it three teams... It means the supporter shield and performing in the regular makes every single regular season game matter. Especially in the high end. Obviously you gotta introduce relegation to make sure the bottom teams actually give a shit. Um Yeah, so then every regular season game matters because you can't have these games where you drop points because like, well, you know what, as long as we're in the top four, we still get home games. Who cares? You know? Like, and then you'd make the supporter shield a big freaking deal. It'd be a big deal to have the best record in the MLS. Right now it's just kinda of like, well, whatever, who cares? You get this like what you get the I mean, what's what's the big deal? What you get home field throughout the whole playoffs? de fucking do. Like you know, you go into a best of three that has penalty shootouts for draws. Like, get out of here. Like yeah, they're just mmm. Mm. The MLS could be so unique and interesting to the American sports landscape and they just want to conform to every other garbage setup that's the American sports landscape. And it's beyond frustrating. It's stupid. Whatever. Crew play Atlanta Saturday. I think Saturday, right? That should be a really good game. Crew really need to win that game. Um, As of right now, the crew do sit fourth um Atlanta I think end up losing tonight. I know they were down three three. Or I'm sorry, they're down three 0 Yeah, and they being at three two. Um, I picked that game to be a draw, so thank you for Atlanta that Atlanta go down three 0 Thank you for that. You know? So Columbus is clear of them by four points. So a win here I mean, man, that that would put it right there. New England's gotta play who? Ooh, I wish this app would better. You gotta play Nashville. That's no uh, right? Yeah, they play Nashville. That'd be a tough game for them. At Nashville. Nashville's a pretty solid team, right? Wait a second. No, they. Oh! New England's got a tough run in here. Orlando, Nashville both away, then they play Philadelphia at home. That is a tough schedule to finish out this season. So, that's, that's why this win was huge for Columbus, because, I mean, New England might only get one more point the rest of the season. That's a tough schedule to finish the season out on. Orlando's rolling right now. Um, Philadelphia is not a joke. I mean, they're sitting there in third place. Like Nashville, like has their issues scoring goals, but they're still really good defensively, and they still have maybe the best player in the league in Hani Mukhtar. Uh, I know Lucio Costa uh, has something to say about that, but whatever. Um, it's going to be. It's yeah. If they basically, if Columbus wins Saturday, they'll be in the top four, and they'll get. Two games at home for that best of three. I fucking hate this best of three so much. Then um, then we have a week off, and then we play Montreal at home, final home game of the regular season, and then I'll be securing my playoff tickets. If you want Brandon to buy you a playoff ticket, tough shit. I'm not doing it for you, unless you're Jr. because he already asked me to, like, months ago. And I like Jr. he's a good guy. Uh, yeah, so we play Atlanta. Atlanta, obviously the key is Tiago Amata. He's the key. I know they had the uh, the Greek guy up top. I think he's Greek. His name's very Greek. I know that. Uh, he's been scoring their goals, but Tiago Amata is the key to the whole team. you got to control him. So Nagby and Morris, that's going to be their job is contain Tiago Amata. That stadium should be rocking. They've got the one stadium that fills up like crazy. I really wish New England would figure their shit out with their stadium. Because like, they had a good crowd there. They had a good crowd size there. But it looked like... Uh, You know, it looked awful because they're in a stadium that fits 70,000 freaking people and they've got like 25,000 there on a Wednesday. Like, get them a stadium. Get them a stadium. That should be priority number one in New England is to getting the revolution a stadium and fixing like crime and other things that actually do matter, not sports stadiums. But, you know, know, we're talking sports talk here. You know? Yeah, to keep the whole thing with... Yeah, Atlanta's kind of like us. You know, really good going forward. Not great at the back. Obviously, we beat them 6-1 in the the return fixture earlier this season. Uh, Brooks Lennon, former Liverpool Academy product, scored their goal. Uh, That was the game where, like, uh, Amada wasn't there. Miles Robinson wasn't there. We didn't have Lucas or Cucho um, or Milos, but really not having Milos was a plus. Um, Yeah, that was the international duty game where Arston scored. Jason Russell-Rowe scored. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun game to be a part of there. That was a fun game. 6 1. It just kind of gave like, just right in goals in this second half. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. Wonderful stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so that should be the crew talk. That's cruise news, bud. That's cruise, cruise news. So let's go into this uh, Liverpool Tottenham game and see if Brandon doesn't flip out. Tottenham 2, Liverpool 1. But who gives a fuck about that? Obviously, if you follow the footy at all, you know you know what happened in this game. Uh VAR screwed the fucking pooch unlike any other time before. This is the worst of all their mistakes they have made. This is the worst one ever. And I don't think that's hyperbole at all. They So what happens is if you don't know what happened. In the first half, one, well let's talk Curtis Jones red card before we go into the unbelievable one. Curse Jones got sent off for a foul that was a yellow card at the worst. So he kind of puts his foot on the ball. On the ball kind of rolls with him. So his foot goes into, uh, I can't remember the uh, Tottenham player's name. I didn't get to watch this game either, obviously, because of my sister's wedding. So I had like kind of watch certain moments. Um, it's not a red. It's a red if you only give a shit about still images. Because the still images looks horrible. And that's what the official got to see the very first thing. They just put that still image like, look at this challenge. He should be thrown in the prison system. So he gets sent off. Like, it was garbage. And then Liverpool does what Liverpool's been doing all fucking season. Being very resilient. Ball comes down to Mo on the right-hand side. Mo finds Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz puts it away. They raise the black for offside. Well, fuck. VAR takes a look at it. Darren England, the VAR official, takes a look at it. Um, confirms that Luis Diaz is onside. says check complete, not aware of the fact that the call in the field was that he was offside. He doesn't say offside confirmed, check complete. He doesn't say onside. It was like go confirm, check complete. He just says check complete. So they restart the game. And as he's trying to do that, the VAR assistant, who's not an official, who's actually somebody's like, no, 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 no. He's like, hey, it's like, Are you, you're good with this image, right? And he's like, the call in the field is offside. The call in the field is offside. And then they finally realized about 10 seconds later that he'd fucked up. He's, oh, fuck. Because he just realized he just ruled out a legitimate goal. He just changed the entire game because he wasn't paying fucking attention. And, like, I'm not sure what they hear in that room, but on the audio, you hear the assistant referee saying, pulling it back for offside. Pulling it back for offside. Flagged up, pulling it back for offside. So if that's also to his feed, he's not fucking paying attention. He's just Too busy with dick in his hand doing nothing. Like an absolute travesty. Uh, Like like millions of dollars like is lost on this. There was like some guy who lost a bet that was worth like thirty thousand dollars because Louis Diaz didn't score in this game. He got everything else right, but he also had Louis Diaz to score. And if that goal goes in, that guy wins forty thousand dollars. But he doesn't get that. Because Darren England's incompetent. Because England's incompetent. And then they're saying, because, like, the, the next play is, ball goes up, ball gets sent back, ball goes out of bounds. The whole time, the VAR assistants, who are not referees, are saying, stop the stop the game, stop the play, pull it back, stop the game, stop the game. And apparently, the rule is, since play restarted, we can't pull it back. It's kind of like that in every other sport. You know, once they get going, it's like, oh, we screwed up. This is, uh, I don't understand this. I do not understand this one. This isn't like 10 minutes later. This is five seconds later of a game that's continuously moving. There's zero reason why you can't say, no, 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 hold on. Let me go see what's going on here. And he can go get a hold of the game and say, yeah, that's a goal. Because what's Spurs going to do about it? Are Spurs going to be flipping out about it and say, oh, how dare they make sure a legitimate goal, the right call got made? Like nobody would give a shit if Spurs were bitching about it. Yeah, maybe Darren England loses his job, or maybe somebody else loses their job for forcing that to happen because it's against the laws of the game. But like, who cares? I'd rather get fired doing the right thing than trying to keep a job constantly doing the wrong thing. And England officials constantly do the wrong thing. They're all garbage. They're all trash. Michael Oliver's fine. But like the rest of them are just a joke. It's a joke. How bad the officiating is there. The amount of money that league spends. They bitched and complained and threw a hissy fit all summer. I included me about how much money Saudi Arabia spent this season with their uh, in their league. The Premier League spent even more than Saudi did. So they spend that amount of money complaining about everybody else who does it. But then they can't get competent officials. They can't. They are running this. Like, I can't even tell you the billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions, billions of dollars this league generates. It's the most watched league in the world. It's the most popular league in the world. Like It's the biggest sporting thing in the world. And this is the level of officiating, the level of incompetence they allow to happen because we're England. We know more about football than you because you don't. You don't. There's a reason why you haven't won a fucking World Cup since 1966. You're not the kings of football. You're, like, you have nobody who knows the actual fucking game. That's why your best managers in your league are Spanish, Spanish, German. Where's the English managers at? That's why right, they don't know enough about the fucking game. You guys are not great at it. The best players are not English. So just like cut this shit out. Bring in people who are competent. Like I said on the LC transfer room, what they need to do is bring in an outsider who's not part of this whole good old boy network that they fucking have with the officiating and say, guess what? I'm going to rip you guys to shreds nonstop until you're good at your jobs. And if you don't like it, there's the fucking door. Just get out. I don't need you, Craig Paulson. I definitely don't need Paul Tierney. You're a fucking racist, in my opinion. That's the only thing. You're either the most highly incompetent referee of all time or just a fucking racist. Which one are you, pal? Just admit it, you piece of shit. And, like, I talked about on the show, like, how, like, uh, obviously, conspiracy talk came out. Like, they're after Liverpool because, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to subscribe to that shit. I'm not going to steep down in that shit. But at the same time, I do recognize that the FA, the PGMOL, are a bunch of fucking toddlers. Like, Paul Tierney and Klopp had all those issues last season. All those issues where Klopp literally said, I don't understand what your problem is with us. You're the only referee I have a problem with. You seem to have a problem with our team. He literally called him out for it. Ever since then, Paul Tierney has ref more Liverpool games than any other ref out there. It's like, so the FA is like, ha ha, we'll give them Kearney. Ha, look at us. We're just so fucking cool. We're fucking grade schoolers. I'm really getting the rant mode now. These fucking C words, man. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. Just, and they sent out the, oh, we had a massive, we had a human error. You did. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. And you got Phil Neville, who, uh, Mark Goldbridge, who was a Man United fan called the Prime Minister of Football, which was hilarious because uh, Gold, well, Goldbridge was like basically calling like being a fucking idiot, it was like, uh, the apology should be enough. There wasn't a fucking apology. They didn't apologize for the wrong call. They just said, hey, we screwed up. Deal with it. There's a big difference between, hey, we screwed up. Sorry about that. And, hey, we screwed up. Deal with it. There's a huge difference between how those l- look. He's like, oh, we need to move on from it. No, no. Just because money changed your hands and Sky doesn't want you to be attacking the refs or the refs are giving you money not to attack them for their incompetency doesn't mean I'm not going to stop. Like, fuck these guys. Fuck Gary Neville. He's a piece of shit. He fucking, you know, he complains all the time about Man City and their money and all that stuff. When, like, Salford City, a club he owns, spends like four, five, six, seven times more than any other club in their league. Like, shut up. Shut up, you hypocrite, you piece of shit. And then, you know what else? He also complains about the Glazers all the time. The Glazers are horrible owners for Man United. I love it. I love how horrible they are. But guess what? They spend more money than Man City does on players. So shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. You just want to bitch and moan and cry. Make yourself, as Corporate says, the Prime Minister of Football. You want to be seen as the guy who's like in the forefront of all of it. You're a joke, pal. I'm on a Phil Neville rant now. Um, It's all a joke. It's a fucking joke. Then in the second half, Yoda got sent off. Like... It looked like i, I don't know, like, like people were like neither one was a yellow, but um, as Dan was talking about on the show last night, it's like once like Hooper like realized what had happened, he lost complete control of the game, like complete control of the game. He was—he's always been a joke too, so like you know, because it's uh, it's just that whole network of like you know we've got each other's back. No matter how bad this guy is, I'm gonna stick up for him. No, that's the dumbest thing imaginable. You are like if I'm highly competent at my job. But I'm surrounded by idiots. I am guilty by association into being an idiot. Get the trash out. Get Tierney gone. Get Hooper gone. Get England gone. Get almost every single one of them say, hit the fucking road. Because you're not good enough. Start finding officials from around the world. Because there aren't good ones. MLS is widely inconsistent with the referees. There are some that are good. There are some that are downright awful. Like that one, the Ukrainian guy that got like ripped to shreds by like four or five different teams that Nancy flipped the fuck out on earlier this season in the New York City FC game. He's horrible. Ted Uncle was really good in that Cincinnati game. There's been multiple, the referee tonight in the New England game. I'd be fine with him officiating a Liverpool game. I would not be fine at all if I saw any of those officials in the Premier League outside of maybe Michael Oliver. I think Kavanaugh's okay. Sometimes, if I'm thinking correctly, I may be mixing him up with somebody because they all look the fucking same with their stupid haircuts, but I'd be okay with those guys coming to doing an MLS game. If I saw Craig Paulson, if I saw uh, Tierney, if I saw uh, Hooper, if I saw England coming on the field for a Columbus Crew game, I'm like, oh, fuck, here it comes. This is going to be garbage because they are garbage. They are so bad at their jobs. It's a joke, a joke that these guys are employed. And Gary Neville I don't think anybody should lose their job. Why in the world don't you think somebody should lose their job for this? Why in the world would you think somebody shouldn't lose their job? If you make that big of a screw-up at any job you ever work, you will be fired. If I made a mistake of that same type of magnitude at my job, I would expect to be shit-canned. Why should these guys be different? Because they're all buddy buddies, and they're all from Manchester, and they're all pals, and they all fucking love to get together, have the drinks, and fuck them. Get rid of them. Like, you spend this much money? Like, the amount of money they spend, I'm going back to this point, the amount of money the Premier League spends, to have this level of officiating, is a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke that they continue to do this. Because the whole apology should be enough thing... PGMOL, the garbage organization they are with Howard Webb, that fucking nincompoop at the top of it, that's why right, I just said nincompoop in a very serious way, that nincompoop at the top of it, like they've apologized se- I think 17 times for incidents they got wrong they're the only league in the world where this happens consistently this is the only league in the world where this happens, consistently you'll see ones, every once in a while in a different league where ooh, they kind of missed that one there, or they screwed this one up a little bit or ooh they over refereed here or they re refereed Something like that. You'll see that every once in a while. Here, straight up, straight up, ruled out a legitimate goal because they weren't communicating. And then they they put out their changes about how there's going to be more communication. Like, you know, we're going to be verifying with each other what the call is. I'm like, why was that not already the protocol? When I do my job, I'm not sure how you guys do your jobs, but I've always found it very useful that when somebody asks me to do something, I reiterate back to them what I'm expected to do. So I'm writing up this. Oh, so I'm moving this from here to there. Yes, you are. Okay, we're on the same page. Now, that's now the thing. Why is that now the thing they're thinking about? Because they're idiots. They're idiots. From the top of the FA to the fucking bottom rung of this PGMOL. Idiots. Just absolute idiots. Fuck them. <sighs> there's probably a whole lot more to say. There's probably a whole lot more I could probably go into. Um, Joel Matip got hit with an own goal right at the death with us with nine men. Uh, made it two one. Matip, that's, that's brutal. But man, I have to say, like the way the players have responded already, I'm, I'm, I'm geared up to watch the rest of this season. There's a whole us-against-the-fucking-world mentality that this team now has, and I don't think they're going to give a fuck about what they do. And I think it's going to be really fun to watch. This is a great time to be a Liverpool fan. Um, I think it's going to be pretty sick. And I think it starts tomorrow. We play uh, a Belgian team. I can't remember. Is it RSG? Like Royals? RSJ? I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. I know Alex McAllister's brother plays there, uh, Kevin McAllister. From home alone, he plays for this Belgium team. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke, Brandon. You're, you're a funny guy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like this game's at Anfield. All the shit that just happened over this weekend, I feel like the boys are going to be more ready to go than they probably have been the whole season. I think this could be uh, pretty wild. I got my bet on... Uh, over three and a half goals, and I've got Darwin to get a hat trick. So Darwin probably doesn't play, and I lose out. And whoever I should have picked gets a hat trick. But Yakpo's out. Uh, Yoda's gonna play. So Jones gonna play since they can't play on the weekend. Uh, Jones's you know garbage red card was upheld because you know they can't. And they've announced that Darren England can't uh, do any Liverpool games the rest of the season. I'm like, oh, thank you. You couldn't do that with Paul Tierney last year. When there's obviously a conflict of interest. Because ultimately these guys are human. You think you know Klopp basically calling him a fucking idiot to the press didn't influence his decisions? Especially when he's that garbage to begin with. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, seriously. Klopp said he wanted to replay. Nah, we don't want to replay. It's just like, just fix your shit. Fix your fucking problems. We've been calling these problems out ever since VAR came in. Everybody thought, oh, with VAR coming in, these refs will improve so much. And it's like, no, now you're actually seeing how far behind these refs really were. When they didn't have VAR, how the hell do they make any decisions correct? And they had an actual computer telling them the right decisions, and they can't even get those right. I'm back in the rant mode. Sorry. That's Europa League action. Should see Ben Doak tomorrow. Maybe we see Bobby Clark. I'd be excited about that. Jarrell Kwanzaa, uh, I think he's ready to go. Um, should be a good game. I think it should be a good game on Amazon. You can watch that fun stuff. Like I said, I think Liverpool might blow the doors off the fucking place in 20 minutes. Like uh, I think they're gonna be raring to like really show the like show the world and show like the fans in Anfields. Like, we're not taking this shit lying down, man. You know? So I'm I'm it's gonna be a good game. And then I think yeah, then Sunday we turn around, we get Brighton at Brighton. Interesting game. Brighton was horrible against Aston Villa. Like, really bad against Aston Villa. Like, got banked. 6-1 from Aston Villa. Ollie Watkins torn to pieces. Um, but obviously, the way they'd set up against Aston Villa was different than the way they'd set up against us. Um, like, because Villa soaked up pressure and just hit on counter, and they were lethal on their counters. Like, every pass was just kind of, like, with intent. It was really fun to watch, that I got to see. Um... But still, I mean, Liverpool might be on a mission now. I say I'm gonna say, let uh, say I'm um, gonna go with the favorite story score line here for the Liverpool Brighton game of three one because that's what Liverpool wants to do. I'm going. I'm gonna go a little cons- like I'm gonna go. I think they blow the doors off the place. I feel like I'm like going to serve. I'm not expecting a blowout just because blowouts just don't happen that way often. But still, at the same time, man, if there's a time for one, tomorrow's game is definitely going to be one. So I'm gonna to go to Liverpool four. Uh, the Belgian team. I cannot remember their name. Uh, nil. I think go 4-0. And then 3-1 the weekend uh, over Brighton. We should be winning that game against Brighton. Let's go, boys. Us against the world, man. It's Liverpool and Ohio versus the world all the time. That's what I've always said. I've always said it. I said it when I was a child. When I was a sweet summer child. I'm not sure why I said that. Apologies to whoever did not like that. That means I'm apologizing to myself. Anyways, that should be sports talk. This was a long one tonight because Brandon, who didn't think he was gonna rant that much tonight, went on it. Um so you know, it happens. It happens. You guys took sometimes get it off your chest. Um anyways, uh yeah. Thank you so much for listening, understanding all the fun stuff. If you've liked what you've heard, you spread the good word anywhere podcasts are available you can find. Monster 8 the pilot. Uh you can watch the video on Spotify where I sometimes spend a weird amount of time changing the lighting while the show is happening. Because <laughs> content or whatever. Who gives a shit? Anyways, uh yeah, I'll be back Monday with two more episodes of the Lost Rewatch. Um I'll talk to you guys. I had something that I didn't write down because Brandon doesn't do that anymore. Um if you haven't already, make sure you check out my appearances on the LC transfer and just check them out in general. Great channel, great stuff. And um Yeah, have a good one, I guess. You know, 10-4, Daddy-O, let's get the hell on out of here.